as you heard in South East Radio News, there's more good news for Rosslare Europort. I'm joined by the Director of Commercial Business Units, Irnrod Aaron, which is the Port Authority for Rosslare Europort, Glen Carr. Morning. Good morning, Alan, and good morning to your listeners. So, Glen, it's been embargoed, but the news is now out. Freight units have exceeded 200,000 for the first time ever. Give us the background to this breaking story, please. Yes, Alan, you might recall we, we kind of had a chat a couple of weeks ago about how the performance of 22 was looking and uh, really happy with our final results that we released today, which showed that over 200,000 freight units passing through the port for the first time. Uh, overall freight in the past two years has grown by 53% cumulatively and very uh, very uh, exciting as well that passenger business is returning with over 550,000 people using the port which was a 128 increase on 2021 and just 5% behind uh, 2019 pre-COVID level so look at growth continues at Ross Lair and very positive trading for the port in 2022. And like when you break it down, I only spoke to the French ambassador last week on this very programme. He talked about even strengthening the links further with France and, and the appointment of the honorary consul to Wexford. I know it's the southeastern region, but it's going to be in Wexford. To someone like you, Glenn, that must be music to your ears. I, uh, it's all great. Any any links we can further develop with, as I say, uh, Spain, France, Belgium now, where we have uh, our connection going into, and not forgetting the UK. I mean, uh, the summer this year looks very, very positive. When you look at our current customers, Stena Line are going to have six services to Cherbourg starting from March. Brittany uh, with the, the new vessel going to uh, Bilbao and to Cherbourg. And Dunkirk even with, with DFDS now starting to take passengers on board those services as well. So uh, really important, particularly from a tourism, from a passenger connectivity point of view. And equally with the likes of Finlines and the new service to Zeebrugge, which has gotten off to a very positive start for the freight mm. uh, we continue to see great growth at the port so all, all, all really good, all positive yeah. uh, and now we embark on the investment programme Alan as part of that press release today as well to ensure that we're keeping the port uh, aligned with, with how the business is going to uh, be projected to grow in the coming years at the port. Well let's look at some of those then even just uh, briefly for the moment uh, first of all the Rossler Europort master plan is the first part in this, it includes something called port digitalisation what is this yeah, uh, Alan, we're going to digitalise the port. Hopefully we'll, come, we'll become one of the smartest ports in Europe to use the technology. That will help out our freight passenger check-in. It'll help how we do our operations inside of the port. It will give us full, I suppose, understanding of every single movement in, around, out of the port, linking in with the shipping, booking systems. So really utilising technology to ensure greater efficiency, greater controls, um, and enhance the, I suppose, the throughput we can put through the port, given the uh, the footprint of the area. It's limited to how much we can grow, but the use of technology is, is certainly a great enabler yeah. in ensuring that we can grow at pace and just walk in a smarter way in a more efficient way at the port. Right, it includes completely resurfacing all the ground areas, new car parking areas, lighting, security. There's a hell of a lot in this. How's that going to be financed, Glenn? Well, the, for the... First part of the master plan, the finance is now completed, Alan, um, which includes uh, the border control post coming in and then, as it says there, a complete kind of... 
uh, resurfacing, uh, new freight areas, new passenger areas, new port access road coming in, new port entrance road coming in, um, and the port will be totally transformed from how it looks today. Hmm. Um, that's in a region of just 150 million. We started some of that pre-works at the moment, some um, remedial works taking place, some clearing works now taking place. Heavy construction will probably commence from around uh, late May, June. It's a, maybe a two, two and a half year uh, build in regards to many phases of works but we're working closely with the contractors we're all stakeholders to ensure that we do these works in a way that allows us to keep the port running efficiently safely um, and at the same time ensuring because we really need to know Alan is, is upgrade the facilities both for freight and passengers yeah. um, particularly at this point in time given the growth that we've seen and the future growth we expect at the port The other aspect that you and I have spoken at on several occasions is the offshore renewable energy what's the latest update on this? Yeah, really good, Alan. Behind the scenes, we're moving through all the various what are required in terms of uh, surveying, uh, foreshore licensing to be issued. We complete our surveys and we then go into what is the statutory consultation planning process. Um, I think what's really exciting is it's certainly emerging that Rossley Europort will, we hope, be the first port to uh, have the required facilities for the ORE. I mean, that this is, a, again, a, a substantial investment in the region of 220 million. We're currently uh, uh, talking to various financial institutions uh, in, in regards to raising that money. Um, our focus is on getting through planning now, working with all the various stakeholders involved in that process. What you are talking about is deepening the port, which will be both uh, very beneficial for the ORE but for the future development of the port as well. We are creating in excess of over 20 hectares so close to uh, nearly uh, 50 acres of reclaimed land and we are positioning to put in two additional berths. I mean this facility will be uh, obviously world class for the ORE. We all know how important the ORE is going to be particularly for the uh, wind farms projected for the Irish Celtic Sea. Rossley Europort is ideal located to serve, serve those wind environment. But post-construction and installation of the turbines, this is a facility now for the southeast of Ireland. We know about the challenges in Dublin, and we certainly believe that significant uh, trade from Dublin, both lift-on, lift-off, which is containers, and roll-on, roll-off, which we currently do, can migrate down to this site. So this site will be designed to be multi-purpose for the ORE, but in the longer term, it'll nearly double the size of Rosslair, create two additional berths so we can take in more vessels, take in more cargo, more passengers, all which is really good for not just Wexford, the southeast, but the country as a whole. There will be some day when that uh, is unearthed and, uh, and uh, I suppose, announced uh, and then fulfilled. That will be an, uh, an incredible day for this county. Uh, an update on the new yeah, TI... Alan, I'd say more, more than announced, sorry to interrupt you, more than announced, we, we'll have to have this built by by uh, end of 26. Wow. And all of our finance and our planning is to have that built by end of 26. It's a separate project aligned. Um, as I said, we're going to be reclaiming land, so it's a it's a totally new build in that regard. So it won't interfere, obviously, with the current master plans that, that, are, that are, and building that will be taking place. But really, we, we need to have this port totally transformed, both for the lift-on, lift-off, roll-on, roll-off, yeah. and the ORE, fully operational in all areas by 2027. So, yeah. look at four four really challenging years ahead, but unbelievably exciting years ahead with the 
historical investment that the Rosslare and indeed some parts of the South East would have ever seen. Okay, we round off by looking at the Rosslare Europort access road, but just have you a comment to make on the situation regarding the rail and the greenway because there's a lot of people who would love to see both these come to fruition. What's your own? Have you a comment at this stage on what's happening in relation to improving rail services and how important are they needed? Are, 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 is it necessary to improve those rail services? What's your view on that? Absolutely, uh, Alan. From, from, from my point of view in regards to both Rosslare, and I also are, I'm responsible for the national rail freight strategy for the country. I mean, as we invest in Rosslare, we really need to make it a tier one port. A tier one port has to be rail connected. So in the new facility, it's our ambition to take a score off that and into the new into the new area where it can come in Quayside, which will be perfectly located for future lift on and lift off activities. What we need then is the connection from the port, yeah. obviously on the, the main routes. Now Dublin is very challenging. It's a single line with the with the bridges, etc. It's unlikely that freight can ever be used there. However, when we look across at what we can do with the Waterford Wexford line and carry that on. Alan, by the way, as you move across up to Limerick and move up to the west of Ireland, uh, as we know, the All Ireland Rail Review is currently reviewing both passenger and rail freight. We believe there's a great opportunity for regional uh, rebalancing here, connecting into the key ports, i.e., we know Shannon Finals are going to reconnect it. We know we're in talks with Cork about reconnecting into uh, Cork. Uh, Waterford Port is already uh, connected. And now what we've got to make sure is Ross Lair is connected. And this arc will give us um, great uh, connectivity in terms of rail freight and connecting into, into rail ports. And we know industry wants that now. I've had lots of dialogue with many multinationals across this country. And one of their frustrations at this point in time is that we don't have rail freight uh, running as they do in other European and worldwide, uh, um, um, I suppose, locations they would have. So we're very ambitious on that rail. And for me, it's critically important that Rosslare is rail-connected okay. going forward. And what about those who would love to see the Greenway as well? It, 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 I mean, what's your stance on something? Because I know you work very closely with the community. And to many in the community, the Greenway, many of the councillors have expressed concerns about it. That's important as well, isn't it, Glenn? Uh, yeah, you have to find a balance, Alan. Um, you know, and what I would say is, yeah, the, I, I suppose the ultimate object, uh, objective should be to, ha- to have both. Uh, and there's no reason why we can't have both. Um, but what's really important as well is, is that I, I, I think in the past, sometimes we, we removed railway lines in Ireland that maybe now looking back, we, we mightn't have made those decisions back then. So I think it's really important for rail to be fully developed. We, we know the whole concept of the emissions congestion and we're going to see a, a, a transformation in regards to industry and freight shifting from road to rail and what we've got to make sure is, is that the key ports are connected in that yeah. and we've got to make sure that Ross Lair given the investment we're now going to see uh, to take it on to a very okay. substantial uh, stage, Alan, in Ireland, we've got to make sure that it's properly connected by road, by rail um, and, and has all those facilities that, that are now and will be required in order to keep the port growing into the future. Detailed conversation with you this morning. Thank you for the update. Just to finally on the uh, TII Ed25 Rosslare Europort Access Road, what's the update on that please? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. People can see that, that that's progressing, and um, we we've seen work on the initial roundabout. I believe that's going through its final uh, planning, funding in place there. So again, what we we expect is to see that road completed over the next uh, 18, 24 months, aligned with when we're ready then to open air new entrance and port access for freight, which is really important, where we take freight away into a new access and we keep the community then for the passenger traffic uh, down the traditional Delaps Hill. Um, so look at I. I I think finally we're starting to see all those pieces of the jigsaw coming together. I think then after that, it's about, well, from Oilgate down, um, as we shift substantial traffic out of Dublin down to a port like Ross Lair, I think then the business case uh, and the requirement for even further road uh, developments uh, can, can be evaluated and looked at at that point.